You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. Well, good morning again, everyone. Great to see you all here. Let me welcome those of you who are listening by podcast today as we continue in part two of this message series, HD Life. I want to encourage you to uh, pull out your notes that you'll find in your bulletins, or you can go into the Riverside app. If you've not downloaded the Riverside app, really want to encourage you to do that. That is the best place to stay up with what's happening in terms of all of the events. You can register online for many of the events. Uh, you can also see what's happening in terms of upcoming events that are happening. And you can always get the podcast information. And the, the live event notes and c- contain everything that's on the paper notes. Some of you, I know, prefer electronics. Some prefer uh, the paper notes. So if you need a Bible, you can find some under the chairs and the racks below there. You always encourage to bring your Bibles. And if you want to turn to a text today, you can do the New Testament book of Acts if you want to go there. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the first four books of the New Testament. And then you get to Acts. And this is a story of the early church and the Holy Spirit's work through the early church. We're going to get there in just a few moments, but let me bring you up to speed. If this is your first time with us, uh, we're in part two, as I said, of this message series, HD Life, where, where, where we are encouraging you to exchange your SD life for HD. And we defined last, year, uh, last week the idea of an SD life is one that is kind of purposelessness, it's directionless. Uh, it's, bo- it's uh, boring, it's uh, dull, it's dry, it's ordinary. Jesus came, he said, to give us abundant life, a life that is full and satisfying, a rich and vivid life. And so the challenge for this series, for all of us, is to upgrade our life. And the way that we upgrade our life, we said last week, is to put our faith in Jesus and uh, begin to follow him. And so today we're going to talk about a second component of an HD life, and that's really focused on the idea of HD relationships. And as I said at the beginning of our time together today, and if you're listening on podcast, we're signing up for groups. You can do that. Uh, You can call the group leader if you're online there listening this week if you want and get connected. I want to define SD relationships as the kind of relationships that we have that are more like I would describe as the surface level kind of relationships. They're convenient relationships. There's not necessarily much depth to them. They require little efforts, and many times they can kind of be one-sided in nature, one pursuing the other. Maybe you would say they're kind of a dull way of having relationships. In SD relationships, there's a lot of comparison You know, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody, a friendship, or maybe another family that you knew, and kind of just, it was always a comparison. You would see them on social media, and you'd say, man, I wish I could have their experience, or their vacation, or I wish I had that place to live, or there's just this kind of ongoing comparison. There's a competition in SD relationships that is kind of unhealthy. They tend to be self-centered relationships. Um, These are the kinds of relationships that when they come to the door, they have to knock on your door to come in. They just can't come right in. These are the kinds of relationships that you have where they don't have refrigerator rights. If they want to go into your fridge, they're going to ask you, okay? So how many of you have some SD relationships? Let me just see your hands. You kind of have some of those. We all do in some way, shape, or form. But Jesus made us to have HD relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning because HD relationships are vivid, they're vibrant, there's depth to them, there's connection through the Holy Spirit with one another, there's a transparency and a vulnerability and an authenticity that comes in HD relationships that Jesus gave us 
gave his life for us to have. These are the kind of relationships that there's not competition. You actually celebrate the wins of the people that are in your life. You're excited because they did well. You're celebrating because of something that they accomplished. And there's not this comparison trap in HD relationships. HD relationships are the kind of relationships where you actually are generous toward one another. There's not just all take, but there's give and take in an HD relationship. And HD relationships, they don't have to necessarily knock on the door of your house, and they for sure have refrigerator rights, okay? How many of you have some HD relationships, all right? Well, my hope for you all is that as you leave today, you will go to these tables. I just want to be really upfront with you, especially if you're a guest with us today. This is one of my greatest passions for you at Riverside. We have these three core values, revere, connect, and contribute, and my greatest passion uh, here as one of the staff members, is to see you guys get connected in relationships with each other, to be in relationship with you, to be able to spend time together growing. And so this isn't just a program, this is a way of life for us here at Riverside. Now, we're going to actually begin in an Old Testament text, and then we're going to jump over to the book of Acts. And we're going to begin with the words of Solomon. And maybe you've heard these words at funerals or weddings or some other place, and you never actually attributed them to the Bible. You didn't know that somebody actually said them from Scripture. Solomon, one of the uh, leaders of Israel, one of the kings of Israel, penned these words in the book of Ecclesiastes. And we're going to read them together as he describes our need for HD relationships and companionship. So I'm going to ask you if you would to stand with me, just in honor of God's Word. I know you're kind of tired from the late night game last night. I want to keep you awake. So you're going to stand the rest of the message. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be the shortest message. Let's pray. Uh, we're going to read uh, these verses that you guys can just follow along, and uh, I'm going to read them, and I'm going to make some observations here as Solomon, looking back over his life, here's what he says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. He says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Now he's going to walk through what happens and why two are better than one when we experience accidents, inadequacy, and adversity. And watch what he has to say here. If, if, first he talks about accidents. If, and you know, we're all going to fall down at some times. It's kind of like when almost. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Then he begins to talk about those moments when we have inadequacy in our lives. Verse 11, also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And then he mentions adversity in verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And the thought here is that HD relationships fill your living room. Now, before you have a seat, I want you to just think for a moment about your living room. A living room has more than one chair, does it not? Does, does anyone have a living room with just one chair? Okay, so I want you to think for a minute, how many chairs are in your living room? Okay, count your chairs, count your couch, think about how many people could comfortably sit in your living room. Okay, have you got a number? All right. Turn to the person on your left and on your right and tell them how many people you can fit in your living room and then you can have a seat. So the size of our living room varies, doesn't it? 
Some of us have really large living rooms and others of us have really small living rooms. But the question for you this morning is, is how full is your living room? Is your living room full? In other words, are you living your life to the max capacity as it relates to your relationships? Living room, I love a living room setting because it's about the give and take. There's no pedestal in a living room, right? Like if you're coming in, you know, you're used to seeing me up here, but when you come into my home and sit down, I'm not standing in a pedestal situation up on a platform to talk to you, right? We're not going to watch the Steelers game while I'm up here and you're down there, right? We're going to watch, yeah, I hope not, right? Exactly. A living room is a circle, and there's equality, and there's give and take. And you are not designed for rows. Just, you know, the, the people on the front row, sorry, you're going to be a little awkward now in the next couple of seconds. But everyone else, look at the person in front of you. Look at the back of their head, okay? Did they do their hair this morning? <laughs> You weren't designed to look at each other's back of your heads. You were designed for circles. God created you for circles, not to be in rows. That's why we do what we do in terms of this whole idea of having relationships with each other. And you, cre- you increase the HDness of your life as you expand in breadth and in depth your relationships, as you open yourself up and take some relational risks to get connected to other people. Now, for the introverts in the room, the breadth piece may really be intimidating. You may say, you know what? You're kind of like you know, my wife. She's got about six or eight ladies, and that's it. She doesn't need 15. She doesn't need 30. You know, I can go with 15 or 30, and I'll be all right. The extroverts in the room, you're like, yeah, bring it on. More people, more people. But maybe the depth is what you'll struggle with. Whatever it is, we're looking for both breadth and depth, but not everybody's living room is the same size. And so God uniquely wired us and shaped us for HD relationships. And so you have to interpret as the Holy Spirit leads you as to where that lands for you in your life. The challenge is to move from SD, though, no matter how many you have in your life, to HD relationships. Now, the New Testament talks about how people were transformed by Jesus as they began to follow him from this SD life to an HD life. And they got into biblical community and the book of Acts describes that. And we're going to walk through two texts, one in Acts 2, the other in Acts 4. And you've heard me speak about these many times. And if you're around here a lot of times, this is going to be review for you. If you're brand new, this is the DNA of who we are as a church. And it was the DNA then, and it's still the DNA of who we want to be in uh, in our generation now. So let's look at it together. Acts chapter 2, we'll begin in verse 42 says that they devoted themselves, they meaning the early church, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And the thought here that I want to begin with in this text is that HD relationships are directed by and connected to Jesus. Jesus is the difference maker between SD life and HD life. He is the difference maker between HD and SD relationships. And it says there that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What did the apostles teach about? Jesus. Who did they teach about? Jesus. And that is still what connects us together today in HD relationships. It says they were devoted to fellowship. In other words, there was an honesty and a transparency and an intimacy that they had with one another. They loved to eat together. They were devoted to bread. Jesus' followers are still devoted 
to the breaking of bread. We eat meals together. Why do we always, in fact, if you want to do a really fascinating study, watch what Jesus does every time there's food involved. Some of the best ministry, in fact, most often the best ministry occurs around food because food breaks down the walls. It breaks down the barriers that we have. And so we eat together. We share in this life together, breaking of bread. Also, obviously, they remembered what he did at the cross and broken bread represented Jesus' body. And then it says that they were devoted to prayer. And as we've talked about, Jesus taught them to pray. And when they would pray, there would be worship involved. There would be a submission to God and to his holy will for their lives and for the movement that they were experiencing. They would acknowledge their dependency in prayer upon God. They would seek forgiveness and ask for help to forgive others. And there would be a prayer for deliverance. And Jesus taught them to pray that way. He invited us to pray that way as well today in our generation. So we still, in all of these connect groups in some way, shape, or form, are designed to be involved with teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, what was the result of that? Look at what it says in verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And over in chapter 4, it says, With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. That was, what they central, that was their central focus as a movement, was the resurrection, the event of the Lord Jesus' resurrection. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. The thought here is that HD relationships are empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in us, and he works through us. This is where spiritual growth happens in the context of these HD relationships. God has wired us to learn how to follow God's will in the context of relationships with each other. It's where we flesh out the fruit of the Spirit, the stuff that we talk about all the time. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you think you learn how to do those on an island alone? Thank you. No, you don't. You do it in the context of biblical community with each other. You have to be able to take those relational risks to get into that. It's where we are learning on a consistent basis what it means to be selfless, what it means to comfort each other, to carry one another's burdens, to confront each other and hold each other accountable. It's where the opportunity happens. When you're in SD life, you kind of just do your own thing and nobody calls you out on it. But HD relationships, you start to see somebody headed down an unwise path, an ungodly path, and you actually step in and you say something because you love and you care about them and their well-being. That's what the description of these early followers was like. He goes on in verse 44, it says, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. All the believers in chapter four were one in heart and mind. The thought here is that HD relationships have unity and in the context of unity, they have diversity. And just because we have everything together and we're one in heart and soul and mind does not mean that we will agree universally with one another. In fact, if we did, we would be pretty boring. But God has created us. We embrace these differences and we're unified within this diversity. God has given you a different perspective than he's given the people around you. He's given you a different passion, a different interest. He's given you your unique wiring, your personality, your gifts, your talents, your interests, your passions. 
That's why we don't all just do the same group. That's why there's so many different. And the leaders of these groups, this is what they're passionate about. This is what God's laid on their heart to pursue. And so they come together. You come together with others. And if you're exploring that, if you're brand new, I promise that these leaders will be nice to you when you go to the tables. They're here designed to help you to grow spiritually. And again, you do this with all of these differences and all of this diversity, there is unity. And the unity is around the mission. The mission is to help you and help others who are not here find and follow Jesus. That is the central reason all of these groups exist. So if you're saying, you know what, I've got a friend that would never come on a Sunday morning. This whole experience would just freak them out, but maybe they would go and hang out with some other people in a smaller group. Those leaders are ready to receive people who are yet to find and follow Jesus. And if you're here today and you're still exploring and investigating faith in Jesus, we're honored to have you here and we want you to be here. We want to help you. And in these relationships with one another, we revere God, we connect with each other, and we contribute to the world around us. And as, as Dave said earlier, next week is all about the whole contribute piece. So we've got these things that are uh, different, and yet in the middle of all that, there is unity. Notice what it says in verse 45 about this group of people. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Read in parentheses, toilet paper Sunday coming up. Every Sunday, or every day, rather, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Notice what it says in chapter 4. There were no needy persons among them. Imagine if we could get to that point at Riverside where we could get that kind of depth and breadth of relationship. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. The thought here is that HD relationships give, help, and share. SD relationships tend to focus inward, but HD relationships are committed to helping others to be there for the welfare of others who are in need. They're comprised of people who are sacrificial and who are generous. And if you think you're in an HD relationship, and now all of a sudden you hear, wait a minute, these people are going to be givers and helpers and sharers and sacrificial, then you might have just discovered that you're in an SD relationship with somebody. Because HD people, they see that the abundant life means a sacrificial life, a generous life, a giving life. And that's in proportion to each one of us where we're at in our journey of faith with what, we, what God has given us. But he's called us all to be generous toward one another and to give and to help and to share. And you guys do such a great job of that. I mean, over these last several weeks, we've been hearing reports of what you've done and going to the blessing board and serving there. What you did last year with the Coins for Kids, we're going to be doing that again this, uh, this winter and springtime. What we've done in terms of over the course of these last several months with the Samaritan's purse shoe boxes, um, the light of life outreaches that, that have happened, the Verona community meals, we've just been reporting on all of these things recently. That's the description of HD people going into the world and living the HD life and giving and helping and sharing toward others. I just have to tell you, too, I've, I've been blown away this week as I've been hearing Donnie and Shelley report about the amount of students who needed help this year for scholarships. 
And literally, several thousand dollars have been given by you all to help scholarship students that will go in just two weekends. Over a hundred and I think there's almost 110, something like that right now that are going. That will have a weekend away where God will have the opportunity to impact them and they'll be able at a young age to see the power of the Holy Spirit working in their midst and figure out at a young age what it looks like to experience the HD life, have HD relationships with others, some of them coming from incredibly difficult backgrounds because you gave generously. You helped, you shared, and you were generous towards some students. And I am so privileged to watch that happen here at Riverside. It's what the HD life is all about. One more thing, and then we're going to wrap it up. Verse 47 says, after all of this, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. HD relationships, they change the world. Just imagine if we were to truly live this out. Living rooms filled, directed by and connected to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus and empowered by His Spirit, Diverse, and yet in that diversity, we're still unified. We're giving, we're helping, we're sharing. That would result in the community around us experiencing the love of God, would it not? Imagine if we were to truly get this right in our generation. It would leave a lasting impact and would result in transformed lives. Lives that are rescued, lives that are redeemed, and lives that are saved from the SD world, the SD life. Now, if you're exploring faith in Jesus and you're investigating the claims of Christ and somebody invited you here today or maybe you just came to want to check us out, you found us online or something, what it says right there about daily those who were being saved, that's a reference to eternal redemption. That's a reference to I'm broken and I'm messed up inside and I want to be healed and I want to be made whole and I want to be forgiven of the stuff that I have experienced in my life, the attitudes and the behaviors and the patterns of my life that have wrecked me and others. And you can be rescued from that. The people that are sitting around you that are coming here regularly, that are followers of Jesus, they would tell you how amazing it is to upgrade from SD to HD that the Holy Spirit speaks, that you listen, that you follow, that you obey and you walk in step with the Holy Spirit. That's the invitation for you today if you're not a follower of Jesus. For the rest of us, the challenge, the thing today is that we would pursue HD relationships and that you would get up in just a moment, that you would go to the table, that you would allow yourself to just begin to explore what it looks like to be in a group with others, that you could get connected and that you could have that opportunity to grow with some other people, to experience that life abundant in relationship with others. You see, an HD life is one that is exponentially bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's we. It's us. And it says because they did all of those things, They have favor with people and they actually kept doing it decade after decade after decade until it completely 
revolutionized the Roman Empire. And it became the religion of the Roman Empire. Because one relationship at a time, Jesus did his thing. And that's what he's inviting you and I to do. So, in your notes, how are you pursuing HD relationships? These kind of relationships are intentional. They are vulnerable and they strive to bring out the best in us. They are not perfect. There will be blips along the way. There will be static that will happen. There will be signals dropped. There will be miscommunication that occurs. There will be trials. There will be awkward moments. There will be like, ugh, vulnerability. Didn't want to be quite that vulnerable moments. That'll happen. You'll figure it out as you go. But in the end, they're worth it. Who would say that they are in an HD relationship with you? When you fall down, not if, but when you fall down, who will pick you up? When you experience those moments of accident and inadequacy and adversity, who will help you? Are you a part of a cord of three strands? And as we prepare to head to the tables in just a moment, I want to just take a moment and thank those of you who are leading groups this semester. Both locations, there are, this is happening, so there are dozens of leaders all over the place. I want to begin by just thanking you, those of you who help our children every week on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights. You are here week after week after week to show children at a young age what an HD life looks like. Yep. And as the father of two teenagers in this church, I could not be more pleased with how those of you who serve in our Nexus student ministry, Wednesday nights pouring into junior hires, Sunday nights pouring into senior hires, and how you are teaching them to not settle for the SD life, but to pursue an HD life and HD relationships. Thank those of you who uh, serve in Nexus. And for all of you who are leading groups this semester, for those of you that are headed to these tables in just a moment, who have given of your time and your talents and your resources and you've taken a relational risk, you know, it's scary offering a group and wondering, is anyone going to sign up? That's scary. Ask them. They'll tell you. But they took a risk and the open invitation is there for you. And so whether you need a support group or a men's group or a women's group, whether you're looking for a general Bible study whether you're looking for a recovery group, whether you're looking for something on Sunday mornings like an FPU, we're going to be offering Financial Peace University starting uh, next Sunday, or you're going to be on a Thursday night in FPU, you're going to be offering uh, something on a Wednesday night and you want to come and you want to come with your kids and you want to come with your students and you want to come and you want to get connected to others, wherever you want to be connected, you have that opportunity in just a few moments. So I'm going to invite you, if you would, to stand with me. Let me give you just a little bit of instruction. 
We're not singing at the end today. We're going to, the application, the response is you're heading to the table. So uh, you'll find in your bulletins, this insert says C groups at the top, gives you just a little bit of details as to what's happening. It gives you our theme verse, which is since September has been, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. And on the backside of that is a map that will help you to figure out where you're going to be headed. So if you're looking for the young adults or the seniors, you're going to be headed back in that direction. If you're looking for finances and finances and spiritual growth and Bible studies, you're headed back here, recover and support, fellowship and men, all kinds of great stuff in all of those areas there. And next weekend, as I said, we'll be all about the contribute groups. I want to read one final text that was actually the prayer of Jesus on the final night of his life before he went to the cross. He's in this upper room. He's practicing what we've just talked about. He's been teaching. He's, they've uh, had fellowship together. They are breaking bread and have broken bread together, and now he's praying for them. And listen to his prayer we find in John chapter 17. He says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Jesus would go on and continue to pray that they would experience Trinitarian-level oneness, And not just for them, but for you and for me today. Jesus hung on that cross to save you from your sins, but also to save you for the intentional purpose of life together in biblical community. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for making us for community. Lord, I pray for those who are standing right now and they feel alone, unknown or isolated. Lord, would you forgive us for settling for SD relationships? Lord, when you made us for HD. Lord, we refuse to settle for less than your best for us. We want living rooms that are filled with those we know and love. We desire connection that is deeply rooted in you, Jesus, and empowered and unified by your Holy Spirit. Father, would you grant us the clarity to choose wisely where you want us to be in groups with others this semester. Lord, would you give us the courage to head to the tables to sign up so that we can give, help, and share. And Lord, as we journey through these next few months, I pray that others would feel welcomed in our gatherings so that we see the world changed one life at a time. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.